Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one dystopian minute at a time. I'm Nick Amendez in the news. I'm Scott Corelli. Happy Thursday, everybody. It's Chris. <laughs> Welcome back, Chris. Glad to be here. So today we are going back to minute number 44, which begins with Marty about to get his dick shot off and ends <laughs> with uh, sorry, with uh, Marty looking around at um, the wasteland that is uh, uh, Tannenville. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to skip right to the fact that there's a drive by. OK. Oh, wait, can I just say I really like Michael J. Fox's acting as he's about to get shot in the dick. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's excellent. We get some great. He just Marty doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, we get some great Marty McFly noises. I, I, I like I like how Strickland, like as as a as a tactic to coerce cooperation, switches from I'm going to blow your face off to I'm going to blow off your genitals, which mm-hmm. is awful. But, you know, in the context of this movie and a lot of 80s movies, it's just funny. <laughs> I like that he sticks his hands out to cover it like as a last ditch. Like, yeah, like, well, I got yeah, it's do better it. than nothing. Yeah. Le- he'll lose his hands, but at least. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that'll because, you know, a guy with no hands, but a functioning set of. Yeah, he'll be fine. Ooh. yeah, I'll yeah. lose the news, but I won't lose Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, somebody needs to let Huey Lewis know that he's a metaphor for a penis. <laughs> uh-huh. Doing it all for my baby. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. So this drive-by yeah. uh, is amazing. I, there's a how guy many, that's just in the trunk. Let's see here. How many, weapons are, how many weapons are firing in this drive-by? Uh, they have Was one on the passenger, passenger side, out of the sun, two out of the sunroof? Wait, wait, two out of the sunroof and a guy in the trunk. And is the, the driver room? shooting two? What the driver is shooting two people in the back seat are sh- There's like five weapons going off. Yeah. And so so Strickland hits the dirt inside his uh inside his door, and Marty like ducks down just behind the behind the stoop there. And the bullets, the squibs are flying like crazy. Um <laughs> my god. We gave you all the gun moments. <laughs> All the plants, all those plants were put there just to explode. We give you, we give, we give you all the gun moments apparently because you God. had the terrorists. Yeah, uh, I had the terrorists too. And and again, uh, it's worth noting that this took place that this is this took place before uh, the 1986 regulation on automatic weapons. So all of those could be brand spanking new fully automatic weapons. Yeah, that they Reagan, got for relatively cheap. Oh yeah, Reagan. Reagan signed gun re- gun regulation. Take that, conservatives. I just I, want to point out that not only is Strickland in his gym jams, but he's also wearing slippers. He's got to be comfortable, right? If, if you if you are waiting around to murder someone for taking your newspaper, why <laughs> are you in in? I mean, if nothing else, you're gonna ruin your favorite pajamas with blood spatter. I mean, oh, really. This is. I, I love it. I oh just. I love it so much. And just like, and I love like the, the, this gang is like driving by. And they're like, "Hey, Strickland! It's been six years since this guy was the school principal, <laughs> but they're still mad at him." You know what yeah. I like to think? 
Well, I, but he's a he's a hero who who he's like a vigilante. Yeah, he's I the really that he's the Death Wish. He is the Death Wish character. He's he is Charles Bronson. He's Frank Castle. Oh my god. <laughs> That should be that. That is a spinoff series. This is another piece of fan art we need. Frank Strickland as the Punisher of Tannenville. I, I would watch an action movie set in Tannenville. <laughs> I mean, it would be incredible. <laughs> well, you know, it's like Death Wish too. It would be a perfect eighties movie. Oh my god! I really like the idea that uh, they this wasn't planned at all. These guys were just like like joyriding, and they're like, "Hey, is that Strickland? Let's kill him! Let's, Let's kill, kill him, him. Hey, Strickland! <laughs> That'll be a fun Saturday." I also really like the visual of okay, so there's a dude there. There's legit a dude in the trunk sitting upright, yeah. but yeah. I like the idea that as they drive away, he just kind of curls back into the trunk. <laughs> right. He just puts himself away. All right, you guys, let me know if we're doing this again. <laughs> I'm not needed anymore. Also, Marty just like pops up really quickly. Yeah. Like those the, the gunshots have not even ended like a second. And he's like, oh, I'm going to comically pop up. And also mm-hmm. there are bullet holes all over the, you know, his cover. Like there there are literally holes like, like just looking at it, like right around where he was laying. He would have been a couple of these. He'd have been hit. Uh, he, he'd mm-hmm. just be unless that unless that stoop is armored and reinforced, which if Strickland is the Punisher of Tannenville, could very well be the case. But I think the thing is rigged with C four. Oh my god! <laughs> I think that I, I think that he's always ready to pull the final he's got a, switch. He has he has a suicide switch on his house. Yeah, if anyone ever makes it past the door, you know, <laughs> to violate got, the inner he's sanctum. Got one, he's got one light switch in his house that has like duct tape over it. He's just oh like, don't god. flip that. Don't <laughs> flip that. You need a light. I He's got a, a suicide switch. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, mad respect to Strickland for just—he's just gonna go after those. Slackers. Yeah, he—he he immediately he was outgunned like five to one, and he just runs right back out and starts shooting very just, poorly. He does not. Yeah. He does. His form is terrible. You know, you don't. Anyway, you know, I'm not and, and, and it's not like he's going to get any kind of range on a moving car in a, with a well, shotgun. No, I mean, a shot. The shotgun spread is not that much like he could still like if they're just down the street, he could still kill the guy in the back. How but, how, uh, how scarier would it have been if he drops the shotgun, pulls out a previously unseen like secondary sidearm? Oh, God, <laughs> if he's really well prepared, if he's got like the, the Terminator like hand cannon. Yeah, he just puts his. He just puts a <laughs> knife in his <laughs> teeth and starts chasing after them. <laughs> I know where those slackers live. <laughs> I recognize those slackers. You know, like that shooting I used to stance. teach their parents. You know that shooting stance that RoboCop has, where he like his his, his other arm kind of goes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, want, I want I want Strickland to do that. Oh God! Oh my God! I just and want had, him chasing after them T one thousand style. Yeah. That's all. But I he want. does have the greatest line in the movie, which is "Eat lead slackers." Eat lead slackers. Oh, God. And then chases after, like he chases them down. We don't know how that altercation ends. Maybe he like maybe he just follows them back to like their house. Some more of the random like gunshots heard throughout this entire segment are just Strickland exacting yeah. vengeance. You know where I? Yeah, live I forgot now. to mention you have failed uh, this suburb. <laughs> I forgot to mention in back in minute forty-two, I think it was. There's just 
in the distance, you just hear distant gunshots and yeah. blood-curdling screams. <laughs> oh. I, I would really like one final shot of, like, like Marty walking past a bar and you just see, like, Strickland just, like, downing a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I do one of these for every life I take. Oh. Hell of a night. Every slacker I send to hell. <laughs> it, would, it would actually make a lot of sense if Biff actually sold Hill Valley as like a like a private prison, like Escape from New York style. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, it, so it's actually like the Narrows or like Arkham? Yeah. It's like Arkham City. Yeah, it's like Arkham City. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh, my God. What a terrible turn of events for this <laughs> idyllic California town. Yeah, this kind of nondescript town, like, like becomes a hellhole. Yeah. And then uh, we get a good shot. Literally, there's a there's a there's a place called Hellhole on the Wait, square. Wait, what? Oh, that's one of the wow! What a coincidence by me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Marty it, finds his Hellhole, way to one of the finds his way clubs. downtown and bumps into Red, the the hobo, who he, who he recognizes, which is weird. Yeah, and and Red doesn't seem pleased that he knows his name. <laughs> I haven't heard that Red. name in five years. Uh, yeah, raising his eyebrows in a in a comical manner. Uh, oh, don't say my name. And then you don't know me. And then he sees um a caravan of motorcycles leading towards uh I I mean Biff Tannen Pleasure Paradise. Just I have watched this movie I don't know how many times, and it wasn't until I started, you know, really looking at this. That I realized that that's the clock tower. Oh, Wait, that's so sad. Like he he built over. Oh, that is the clock. T- oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. I never, I never, never saw noticed that. that. That's amazing. It's right there. It's behind his big fat head. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that he just is, built on top of the clock tower. That is terrible. Yeah. And also, why the f- would you? Sorry. <laughs> I really like. There's something almost like Tim Burton Gotham Why would you about, do the, about the like, the power plant. Like the uh, I love. I really love the smoke and fumes coming out from behind the the stacks. Yeah, that's very steampunk. It's like a um, the Shadow Run, like that that video game on the SNES, like the cityscape with just random smokestacks. Um, mm-hmm. I think a, a more commonly recognized reference would be Blade Runner. The 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 fire like popping out of. Out of uh, buildings for no good reason. Mm. I love the pyrotechnics. <laughs> I'm into it. Also, that's, that's I, I this is a small detail, and and it's and it's stupid. It is stupid, but it's a. I I really like it. So I so on this, uh, it, when we're seeing in this minute, it says you know, Biff Tannen's Pleasure Paradise, right? When you mm. look it up like the full name of the place, it's Biff Tannen's Pleasure Paradise Casino and Hotel. I love that the casino comes first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also a museum. There is a museum. <laughs> yeah. The Tannen Family Museum. Uh, I I bet there's like a cool little like glass case of um like some of Mad Dog's like old stuff. Oh yeah. I just love I love that it's just called Biff Tannen's Museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, is it just a museum of Biff Tannen? I don't know. The Tannen family. And yeah. I like uh oh, I like that Tannen's. it just says the sign just says, welcome, bikers. Welcome, bikers. God. 
what, what, here we what, see uh, encased in glass my first flask I got when I was nine. What uh, what hair metal track is playing in the background here? Uh, this would be. Um, yeah, I can't drive fifty five. Sammy Hagar. Hmm. All right. So we know yeah. Hagar is alive in this timeline. Yeah, and and he's still can't can't drive kill him. 55. Uh, but yeah, Sammy Hagar almost used <clears throat> that this song as our closing credit song this season, <laughs> but. Uh, I'm glad we did. It seemed it seemed like a weird choice for like two thirds of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I love the oh god, I just I love the audacity of Biff Tannen's stupid face lighting a cigar with a hundred dollar bill on fire. It's god. so it's so perfect, and I hate it so much. And it's just so <laughs> watching it this year with all of like this Donald Trump nonsense is just so yeah, it's it's amazing. It just adds like a little bit of extra, like oh, that is what the White House is going to look like if he wins. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> no. Now that I can see the, tr- the 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 clock tower, like with the casino built up around it, I can imagine that clock tower being the White House. Yeah, no, like he and builds stuff that. build up around it, and I can just oh God! He just wants to make a few improvements. Yeah, <sighs> and you see his like stupid like baked potato out in the sun, too long face, like just like lighting up the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Oh my god. This makes me sad. <laughs> the, bike anyway. the bikers are having fun. Yeah, bikers are having fun. It's, it's, it's I'll say awesome. this. And there are a lot I'll, of strip clubs. Mm-hmm. I'll say this for Biff's. I really like his logo. <laughs> that, is, that is an interesting font. I would like to use that. You it know looks what like this... an upside down Buffy logo. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That was actually his inspiration. <laughs> you know that movie with Christy Swanson? <laughs> Which came out like three years later. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, not in this timeline yeah this timeline Joss well, Whedon three, three years later from Back to the Future 2 but seven years later from 1985 and if, if the Biff Tannen verse were to continue then Buffy would be a very different movie it'd be, it would have been terrible yeah she just would have been like a Hooters waitress yeah basically I mean it but, wasn't great as it was Let's no but I, I still enjoy it it's one of those things where I'm like Donald Sutherland you're awesome but mm. Script was a lot better. You know what this kind of reminds me of, especially the really cool shot of uh, of the of the pleasure paradise and like the the fumes, the chemicals coming out of the plant. It's very. Uh, I don't want to bring up any traumatic memories, but it's very cool world. You guys have seen Cool World? I love that yeah. movie. I do traumatic not love that memories. Movie. What are you talking about? That 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 movie got me through some dark times. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I mean that animation style is very like you either love it or can't look at it for too long well no that's the thing about that animation style is there are parts of it that I enjoy and then there are parts of it that drive me flipping sure. crazy I'm sure there's one character in particular that you enjoyed yeah oh Ralph Bakshi you, Brad Pitt if you follow if you follow Ralph Bakshi follow Ralph, Ralph Bakshi on, on Facebook it'll it'll inject interesting things into your feed every once in a while nice mm. yeah I forgot that's around. Ralph Bakshi. Oh my god! Who else I'm a, would it be? I'm a sucker. I don't know. I guess that. I didn't really think about the animation style in the movie that mm-hmm. long. Because um, you yeah, know, this, just in general, this, this scene here actually looks very. It does look very cool. World, which it's yeah. it's like surreal and flashy and cheap and awful, yeah. which is cool. World. You know, all things considered, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this tower and. It's not that big. 
No, it's probably only like 20 story. Uh, one, two, three, one, two, 28 is according to the. Oh, 28 according page. to the thing. Like, okay. Yeah. 28 floors of hotel space with a casino and also it's on the main floor. Probably like the largest thing in Hill Valley or Tannenville, whatever. Oh, yeah, by a lot. For by sure. a lot. Yeah. It's one of those things like if I don't know if you've ever seen like a hotel and casinos like out in the middle of the Southwest, the Midwest, where it's like a little, you know, it's it's. it's uh, you know, like reservation casinos that have done well for themselves, and it's like a single pillar of of just, industry. It, well, not industry, yeah. but but consumerism and 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 gambling uh, in the middle of nowhere. Mm. It or it's almost kind of like when you see these like falling apart sort of like small rural towns, but then the football stadium is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the idea that Biff with all of his uh fortune yeah has never thought to leave hill valley i know that no i'm cool here i really it kind of almost reminds me of i okay so you 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 brought up community a few a couple times you know with the darkest timeline and i think the the reason community works is it's a world where everyone follows the rules like if if we're playing if we're playing ping pong or if we're doing like uh paintball or if everything is like lava floors lava everyone in the school has to go along with it yeah and that's like the secret to why those those event episodes are so great is because everyone goes along with everyone builds a pillow fort and there is something (laughs) kind of perfect about this villain in this world even even at the height of his of his power he can only ever think to go so far you know yeah he's still very small-minded very much like he's a he's a small town boy and yeah, he just wants like, to win he just wants to win the small town because no one ever towns he's got the townie <laughs> like even george when he's like a best-selling novelist he doesn't move the family to los angeles or san diego he stays in hill valley yeah <laughs> hill valley oh. I, i'm thinking hill valley might be a hellmouth. It might be, especially in the Tanner universe. Especially in the Tanner universe. <laughs> really, it, is, it is that darkest universe where it's like, well, yes, I know that Cleveland is also a hell mouth, but we need help. Yeah. Oh. Also, I really like the idea that um, that I'm, I literally almost called him Donald, but like, I like the idea that Biff um, like appears to be like really, really rich. But what if like you find out that Hill Valley real estate is just really low and he actually like isn't that expensive? I mean, he actually isn't that rich. Yeah. And also like his gambling, like winning system, like that almanac would quickly become useless. Like the more he bets and like people follow his bets and see what he's doing, the the more the sport changes, people will change and respond like it, it, that, that, that almanac would only be useful for a couple of years and then it would destroy oh, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like what if a player gets traded? Like what if a team is under different ownership? Like what if, what if a team that used to be in Ohio gets moved to like Indiana? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of that could uh, conceivably happen and be affected by some, you know, small town minded bully asshole who, who, who is just getting himself out there on sport betting and somehow wins everything on sport betting. And everybody else sees that he's winning on sport betting. So everyone bets the way he bets and everybody follows what he does. And it, it, I'd, I'm, I'd be curious to see, like, how long the, uh, the, the almanac was useful. Yeah. Or how long he does himself in, you know, like, what if he, like, buys the New York Yankees and turns them into like the Hill Valley, like pickup <laughs> trucks. Well, we had a, we had a, we actually, we talked about that cause we brought, we brought up the idea that the, 
the almanac wouldn't be useful after a certain point because he would change history so much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But somebody pointed out that it's printed media, which means it would constantly update and change as per the rules. Oh, of the that is awful. Very good. Yeah. Very oh my goodness. Yeah. Much so, like, so yeah, that it is never, ridiculous. The only thing that would that is that kind of would, a, the only thing that would stop him is when he reaches the year two thousand. That's that it. is that's kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean. That that sort of element Sorry. of the time travel like mechanic in this story has always bothered me, but for that particular plot point, it's actually brilliant. I mean, like, yeah, it's because sure that's not something that they bothered to think about. But if you apply the mechanics the same way that they've been applied for everything else, then that makes sense, and that's actually really cool. It mm-hmm. follows the rules of the movie, where we in a world where we see newspapers as like as like, hey, let's see what's changed, or like pictures and photographs can change, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, so uh, referencing the other drafts. Um, yes. In the 67 draft, after Marty runs away from uh, Lewis and his son Harold, um, <laughs> Marty is very confused. And he's saying that it's my address, my house. I don't get it. What's going on? And then he looks across the street and notices Mr. Lester raking his leaves in the middle of the night. Okay, cool. And Marty goes over to Mr. Lester and he's like, hey, it's me, Marty McFly. And Mr. Lester doesn't recognize him and says, who? And he's like, you're Warren Lester, right? You're a piano tuner and you've got two little girls. What? Mr. Lester's like, that's right. Did I tune your piano or something? Marty's like, no, we don't have a piano. And Mr. Lester's like, I don't know what's happening here. (laughs) What? And Marty's just like, right, okay, thanks, and then leaves. And Lester's just like, all right, and then just keeps uh, uh, keeps raking his leaves. I guess this is they realize like, oh, we can bring back Strickland instead of yeah, having this new yeah. character, someone that people would recognize, and it would make it much more, uh, more, more of an because Mr. Lester has never, never appears right. in films at all. Exactly, it I just be somebody out of the blue. If say, I had to guess. Uh, he's a character that will return in the 67 portion of the script. Okay. Uh, so that, okay. that's what I would imagine is that All it's right. a setup for that. Kind of needle um, style. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, and then yeah. we cut. I'm fascinated with the way these movies can do like future callbacks. I'm fascinated by that. It's really strange. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. Uh, so then we go to a phone book and oh. Marty is looking for McFly. And there is sure. none in the phone book. Um, and we find out that he's in a bar. And Marty says, Jesus H. Christ. Well, Doc, I sure hope you can explain this one. What? Okay. It says hey, out loud no to no one. No needs to take the Lord's name in vain, Marty. He just says it out loud to no one. Uh, <laughs> Jesus H. Christ, Doc. And then he goes to call. Here's my be- the, the best part. So he's at a payphone mm-hmm. looking at the phone book. Mm-hmm. He says that line, and then he goes to make a phone call, presumably to call Doc, and realizes that the receiver has been ripped out of the phone. <laughs> nah, that's awesome. So a, a detail he did not pick up on until that moment. Very Times Square, 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, he steps away from the phone. He sees a bartender and several low-rent patrons. And Marty says, hey, has anyone here ever heard of George McFly? And the bartender says... Yeah, I heard of him. And Marty's like, I'm trying to locate him. You know where he is? And the bartender says, try 301 South Street. 
Marty's like, all right. And then he leaves and the bartender chuckles to himself. And then we see we go and we see that uh, Marty's at a cemetery and he just goes, he goes, he sees 301 South Street, Hanley Park Cemetery. He doesn't (laughs) he he goes, he hasn't gone in yet, but he he just looks up and sees that it's the cemetery and he just shouts, oh, God, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, um. Yeah, I think when we, we when we discussed this in the past, like that was kind of like the segment that I wanted the, the, in the actual movie that I was interested in going to. But yeah. it's interesting that they would do that first in this other draft. Um, mm-hmm. I think it works better the way that it happens in the in the movie that, as we see it, because you know having your having your father killed um, is sort of a, a final. You know that that's that's you know it's bad it's 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 good that that's sort of like the last segment where he's like whoa. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, first, he has to have uh, the, the revelation that Piff Tannen is his stepdad and his mom's state of affairs and where the family is. Well, uh, we actually we're not sure if that is what's going on in that script yet. Mm. We oh, don't know yeah, all the details true. of alternate 1985. Oh, yet. yeah. I have absolutely no idea about what happens in the Paradox or 67 versions of the script. So maybe people should like stay tuned in for that. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I got for this minute. Yeah, me too. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. If you want to go to our website, thedueling.genre.com, you're always free to do that. We love hearing from you guys. We love reading comments. Uh, you can email us, um, contact at back to the future minute.com. Tweet us at BTTF minute. Tumble at us at BTTF minute.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook, leave a five-star review on iTunes, which is the chuchest thing you can do for a podcast. The Doctor's Companion is our Doctor Who podcast, which is coming back up and swinging. Geek by Night, our original comedy, drama, audio series that we're in love with, and Chris is doing a great job on it. Um, That's coming back soon. And uh, if you like the idea of supporting us financially, however you can, uh, we have a lot of people that are already doing it, and we're so grateful for them. And you can do that over at duelinggenre.com slash support. And uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, as always, the uh, um, the, uh, the the epic, the uh, immortal, the legendary uh, Sir David Jeffries. Thank you again so much <laughs> for your financial help and your support. And uh, you know, gotta 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 show love to the family. Uh, Star Wars minute, Indiana Jones minute, Jaws minute, Wrath of Khan minute, Alien minute, and uh, just announced Blue Velvet minute. Which, uh, <laughs> really? Very excited about. No, no, no. Probably at some point. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's coming. It's coming. Um, and we'll see you guys right. later. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. See ya.